Um, he was a Spanish general. Um, he took his men to try to take over the Aztec Empire, which nobody had been able to do in the last six, seven hundred years. Um, everybody that tried it failed, you know, as Aztecs had all the gold and, you know, they, they were a very, you know, wealthy civilization back then because, because of that. So he told his men once they got on shore, you know, burn the ships. So his men looked at him like he was crazy, like, you know, why are we going to get home? He's like, we're not. Either we're going to succeed and drive their ships home or we're, we're not going back, you know. Um, so kind of like either achieve your goal or, you know, die. All right, what's up, Sean? We're back again for uh, another episode. And uh, today's going to be special because we have another guest on. Uh, we've had two guests on um, already, and uh, we got another guest on today. And I'm super excited when we bring on someone else to provide a new perspective and a new truth bomb, Sean. So I'm excited for that, man. Yeah, man. I'm excited to do it as well. Um, got my buddy here, Gage Bryant. He is the owner of Burn the Ships. Um, he just recently started that business and it's a apparel company and I'm excited to have him excited for him to, uh, tell his story about what's going on with that and you know, how he got started, especially during COVID. So we're happy to have you Gage. Awesome, man. I'm grateful to be here with you guys. I appreciate the opportunity and, uh, ready to have, ready to have some fun, man. <laughs> awesome. So why don't we kind of take it from the top, man? Of course we want to kind of delve into like the, the best part of the show, which is like the truth bomb and something that awakens people but just kind of tell people a little about yourself, man. And like more in relation to like, you have this business now that um, I understand you just recently started. Tell us a little about your story, man. Why, why entrepreneurship? Why start your own business? What was that compelling fire where you feel like, dude, I got to do something. I got to risk everything, take a very risky path, uh, which starting your business really is. Why do it during COVID where a lot of people are like afraid to take on new challenges? You dove right into it. So maybe tell us a little bit about your background, man, and what got you here in the first place. Um, well, a um, little bit about me, man. I've done a little bit of everything in life. Um, remodeled homes and done construction for about the last six, seven years. Um, it's my parents' company. So um, I've been around entrepreneurship my whole entire life. You know, my father before that had his own flooring company for like 20 years. Um, my mother as well, working self-employed. So it's something I've always been around. Um, so that's where a lot of the inspiration comes from, from it is seeing, you know, their work ethic and building something on their own, you know, making a name for themselves. And that's, um, that's kind of what's led me here, man, is I want something of myself, but I want to be able to share it with other people. I want to be able to help others kind of, kind of change their mindset or, you know, find that mindset that'll help them, you know, get out of how society has everybody in this rat race and competing and focus on themselves instead of, you know, other people and competing with that. Um, yeah, man, I've, seen, I've, I've uh, gone through hardships as well. Um, I collapsed my lung about four years ago now for the second time um, within a six month period. So I was in the hospital for about a month. Um, I was working as a service manager at a tire place at then. And um, yeah, man, I lay in there in a hospital bed for a month. How did that happen? If you don't mind me asking, like what, what happened? How, how did you collapse your lung, man? It's a uh, spontaneous pneumothorax. So um, the only thing they told me and that all that means is, uh, a lung collapse, spontaneous lung, lung collapse. It's just a fancy word for it. So um, they just told me, man, uh, like taller, slim white males are more prone to it. And that's oh, literally, man, how it happened was uh, the first time I like hopped up off a bench, 
and you know kind of felt a sharp pain i was like ah oh. driving stick shift car was on my right side so as i'm driving the car you know i feel this sharp pain it kind of felt like you know i had pinched something yeah um, my best friend and roommate at the time i was living with and uh he's like man about a week about a week had gone by and he's like man you, you need to go get checked he's like you know it sounds like you have like walking pneumonia or something I was like, yeah, okay, you know, um, went and got checked. They sent me home. I came back. They called me the next morning about 8 o'clock. They are like, hey, we need you to come back up here. Um, there's some other stuff we, we think we've seen, but we need to be sure. I was like, oh, God. So, you know, the first thing I'm thinking is cancer or something like that. They need to take more x-rays. Um, so I was like, okay, I got up there as soon as I could. Um, they took x-rays. I sat there for about 30, 45 minutes. They come in, and they're like, hey, listen, they sat me down explained it. And they're like, pretty much you just got a hole in your lung, you know, it's collapsed or it's starting to gain water in it. And they're like, do you need an ambulance to, to take you to the hospital? And I was like, man, I've worked for the last week. Like, I, you know, I got dogs at home. I need to get some stuff sorted out before I just rush to the hospital. So I went and got um, my dog situated. My roommate, I actually had left the night before to go to the beach with his family. So I had to handle that before I went. Um, I was in and out of the hospital for a night and then six months later it healed up they just put a tube in my chest six months later i pulled a door open i was closing down the shop i worked at a firestone at the time i was closing down the shop and you know it was uh, i think it was a friday night um and it just i felt as soon as i felt the pain man i instantly i knew what happened so um my great grandmother had actually passed away the day before so doing all this had happened i get that second lung collapse i'm going to the hospital and I'm like, I'll be in and out in a night, you know, hopefully I'll at least still be able to make it to the funeral. Um, and that ended up being, I didn't make it to the funeral. I was in there, they had to do surgery. They cut a chunk of my lung out, sewn or stapled it back together. Um, they put talcum powder in my chest to kind of help the lung kind of heal better and stick to the cavity of your chest. Um, so it just helps it kind of stay inflated instead of collapsing back on itself while it's healing. And I sat with a tube in my chest for that month, man. And uh, so just that time and, you know, kind of being like, okay, you know, you, you never know what's going to happen, you know, any day, you know, it could be it. Um, and everybody tells you that, man, you know, you hear it all the time, live every day like your last, but until you're really faced with that, um, at least for me, you know, I didn't really ever, you know, it was just, it was just one of the phrases. It was one of the motivational phrases people say, um, but, you know, it really hits home now because, you know, I don't want to just spend my life, you know, always working for somebody else or, you know, uh, building somebody else's company or something like that, you know, right. I, I want, I've seen it, others do it my whole life, you know, I, I want to do it for my, myself, you know, um, my wife and I also own a kids apparel company and that's something we started probably about two and a half years ago now, um, there's ribs and roads apparel and she started that just mess around sewing, man. And that's, that's something that's grown exponentially. Um, especially during COVID, um, it's grown, I guess, with people staying at home and shopping on the internet more. Yeah, um, for sure. Something that, that we've seen. And some burn the ships, I've always wanted to, I've always wanted wanted to do it. I just didn't know the name I wanted to go with and the the, the exact direction I wanted to go, you know. I'm Can you, like, uh, just tell people what that is? Like, for people who haven't, like, heard about your business before, I, I've, um, I was just telling Sean before we started, I, I've seen it everywhere now on Instagram. Um, obviously, we have um, <clears throat> maybe some common friends in the space, and I, I'm seeing it a lot um, on Instagram, and I thought it was a cool name because you remember it. I really like that. Yeah. But for people listening the first time, you know, if, if you can tell them a little bit about, like, what the brand name is and, like, what it's about, 
and uh, kind of maybe how you thought about it. I think that'd be super helpful. Yeah, man. Um, I've always wanted to have an apparel company that was kind of for everyone. Um, I always wanted to be kind of more positive, motivational, um, something that wasn't just for the fitness world, wasn't just for, you know, whatever, whatever spectrum you're on. It could be all that together. Um, Burn the Ships um, kind of stands for what I've always wanted the company to be. You know, it's kind of letting letting go of whatever you feel is holding you back from achieving your goal you know you're like man i always i want to lose this 10 pounds but you know uh, you don't you don't ever make that full commitment because you don't ever want to dive into that diet or you don't want to ever give up the snacks or the that comfort that you're in and that's that's what i think is a lot of people get in that comfort zone and that's where they don't ever want to reach out and expand because it's scary man so the name comes from hernando cortez um he was a spanish general um, he took his men to try to take over the Aztec Empire, which nobody had been able to do in the last six, seven hundred years. Um, everybody that tried it failed, you know, as Aztecs had all the gold and, you know, they, they were a very, you know, wealthy civilization back then because, because of that. So he told his men once they got on shore, you know, burn the ships. So his men looked at him like he was crazy, like, you know, why are we going to get home? He's like, we're not. Either we're going to succeed and drive their ships home or we're not going back, you know? Um, so kind of like either achieve your goal or, you know, die. And that's a kind of crazy way to say it. But I mean, that's, to me, that's, if you don't ever go after your dreams and what you really want, whether it be starting a company or whether it be, you know, whatever your goal may be, you know, whether it is losing that 10 pounds or whatever, like, and as long as you stay in that comfort zone, you know, you'll, you'll, you'll die not ever achieving that goal. You'll die not ever getting that gold, you know? Yeah. So, that end of the story is you know they they ended up doing it they were the they conquered the aztecs and you know and that's that's where it comes from and uh, as soon as i you know heard it it clicked man it was like an instant thing you know it was like okay that's you know that's it that you know that's burning the ships that's that's what i want the company to be um because it was just it, it was like a, a light switch had flipped you know um instantly that's i felt connected with it um it kind of embodied everything simultaneously together um just with that one phrase of what what i wanted to kind of show people and help them in that mindset of achieving whatever it is they they wanted to achieve yeah man that's awesome so i i liked you know just the name and then all the the different graphics you have on apparel and obviously you know that i ordered that shirt i think that you're wearing right there yeah man um but that just makes it so much better, man. Just to know like the actual story behind the name. It's, it's awesome. That's an awesome story. I, I never would have guessed that, you know what I mean? So that's, it's really cool. I like it a lot. Yeah, man. It, uh, like I said, it's, it just resonated with me so well, like as soon as I, as soon as I read it in the story. And so I was like, that's it, man. That's, that's the company that's burning, it's burning the ships. So, yeah, yeah, for sure. What, what, what is something you're doing right now? Because obviously apparel is super competitive. I think you have a really cool like brand name and design and, um, you know, general direction that you're going. What's, what are some things that you're doing to kind of like stand out and like, how do you really come up with your designs and all that kind of stuff? Um, it's just kind of uh, phrases that I guess have helped me or that I, I at least try to embody myself in life. You know, um, that's kind of where I get the idea for the quotes and whatnot. Um, apparel is tough, man. I mean, it's, it's real competitive. I mean, it's, it's not easy. It's not just, you know, getting stuff and printing on a shirt and it doesn't, you know, it won't sell itself. Um, right. So I, I just try to be authentic, man. I just try to, you know, 
I'm still learning and growing with it. I, you know, the content part is what I'm, what I'm trying to grow now is to be able to get, reach out to more people because eventually, you know, I want it to be like a community, a community of like-minded people that can help one another achieve these goals. Um, there's stuff in the future I'd love to be able to do. So I, I want it to be eventually more than apparel. Um, I want, I want it to be a community where, you know, we help each other, we hold each other accountable. Um, we know each other's goals. We help each other achieve those goals. So I just, I just try to stay true to what I truly believe. Um, I try to be authentic because, you know, at the end of the day, you know, there's the market's oversaturated with that um, over glorified, you know, influencer style stuff. And, you know, I mean, that's not, that's not everyday life, at least for everybody I know, you know, so I try to be, you know, authentic and stay, stay true to that. You know, right. I've, I've worked, I've worked hard, you know, my entire life and, you know, I try to let that resonate with the brand and I don't want to, I don't want it to be something where we're buying followers on the page just to, just to have followers. And, you know, I want, I want it to be authentic. I want it to be organic, you know? Right. Um, so yeah, man, that's, I don't want to, I, I just, I think that in the long term, whether it takes a little bit longer, um, that's great, but I just, I will always want to be authentic to who I am, you know? Right. Um, so yeah, man, I think, yeah. I think that's, that's just what, what I'm thinking just will separate. Yeah. I want to just like delve into, so, so let's delve about um, this and we can, and this is actually the, the truth bomb, which is the name of your brand. So like, you know, the, the story about you um, go into something new, there's a lot of risk, but, um, you know, sometimes we say, okay, well, if there's a lot of risk, what can we do to de-riskify it? And the way what we do to de-riskify things is to have options available. Um, but I think the story here is that if you want to de-riskify something, actually get rid of all your options because actually it's less riskier because you're more likely to succeed. And I think that's like a real truth bomb right there because we go into something new. For example, like business, entrepreneurship is really hard. I mean you're basically a glorified gambler. I mean, that's what you're saying. I'm going to be, I'm going to gamble. That's what I'm going to do. I'm going to be a professional gambler for the rest of my life. And I'm going to bet my entire income on it. My family's life, whatever, everything that you, that you care about is now dependent on you being a great gambler. All right. So the, the odds of you succeeding and making a meaningful business is just really slim. I mean, there are a lot of businesses and small businesses in this country, and most of them do not succeed. They don't even break even. Um, the numbers are staggering. Um, and I, I never like to share those numbers because sometimes it demotivates people, but it's high. We're talking about 90 plus percent. Don't ever even break even. So it's a very tough space. So then the question is, what do you do? Do you say, I will create different paths for myself. So I will start a business, but also have like eight, nine things that I can fall back on. For a lot of people, they would say, okay, that's a good idea because you're de-risking it. So that's what most people will tell you to do, de-risk the process. But I think where your brand comes in and the message that your brand has here is like, yeah, absolutely de-risk it. The way you de-risk it is by not having any other options because now you got to go all in. Now, I wanted to talk a little bit about that too. So taking calculated risk, um, like you said before, you had you know issues with your health, um, you have a family. So talk about that a little bit about taking a risk of starting a business. And also like, you know, people are going to listen to this months from now, um, some now, next week, next month, whatever, whenever they're going to listen to it, hopefully after some months we're done with COVID. Um, and so I want to also have that as a, 
as a drawback to this is that you're starting this business and really trying to scale it at a time when we have a pandemic where it's tough to do things. So let's talk a little about taking risk and, and your experience with that, man, starting this business. Um, yeah, man, it's like you said, right now probably is one of the scariest times and at least a lot of our, our lifetimes because of what we're seeing in the economy, man, and how much small businesses have taken a hit. So I guess with it, 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 that, to me, that's what embodies the brand as well as taking that risk. And, you know, it's, you never know when a good time is going to be. And it's something that COVID or not, man, I had it, I had it planned to be, you know, this year I had, you know, I was lining, I've been lining stuff up for it. I've had, you know, stuff in the drawing board. Um, so COVID or not, like it, it was going to happen. So it was kind of like, do you, do I keep waiting on this dream and uh, just wait it out? Cause you know, who, who knew how long COVID was going to be? No, none of us knew back in February, March that now we'd still be dealing, still be dealing with it. And, you know, the economy will still feel it, you know, far ahead of even when things get back to normal. Um, so it was kind of like, I, I either do it now or, you know, I, I, I still wait. So it was kind of like, I'll do it now, man. You know, people, um, I think if people feel like they resonate with something, you know, they'll, they'll still, they'll still purchase or they'll still support or they'll still do that or, or whatever it may be. Um, and I've always felt strongly about even before I had the official name burn the ships that, you know, it's something I resonate with heavily. So I feel like others will as well, you know, um, there's a lot of people that want to be entrepreneurs. There are a lot of people that are, um, and like you said, then the numbers are crazy on the percentage that that don't make it or don't even break even. So, I mean, that's something that's always in the back of your mind as an entrepreneur, I feel like is it'll always be there. And if it's not, that's when I guess you kind of need to get worried because you're not, you know, you, you might not be on your A game or you're getting too comfortable. Um, so no matter how well things are going, I feel like they can still be yanked out from underneath, you know? So right. um, I just feel like that, that's part of the mindset and I feel like doing it now in the long term, if I can survive COVID and still grow through this and it's, it's, I mean, it's still been growing, um, then I, I can survive the long term, you know? So that, that was it for me essentially was do it now. And if I can make it through this, then it'd be stronger than if it didn't go through this or if I would have waited or whatever it may be. Um, so I just, I just felt like that I, I couldn't wait, you know, uh, right kind of like I need to see see how it's going to play out and yeah. Gage, I'm gonna I'm gonna piggyback off what uh Prady said um so I know a lot of people that get into entrepreneurship and, and starting their own businesses they have you know family or they have kids and it's something Prady and I both don't have you know we're not married we don't have kids so I think that's like a lot of a lot of the times one of the main issues that, that somebody struggles with like how are they going to balance time between you know, putting effort and, and growing their business when they still have all these other, um, you know, things to take care of. So, so tell us about that. Like, how do you balance that? Because obviously, you know, I have zero experience in that. So how do you, you know, how you go about that through your day and how do you manage that? Um, first off, I have an awesome wife. So I feel like I, I couldn't do it solo, you know, um, I give props to her. She's awesome. Um, but yeah, man, it's, it's something that I, I, I want more time with my kids. So 
you got to kind of, I guess, balance it. There's never, ever a true balance to things. I feel like, you know, one thing's going to always outweigh. Um, but yeah, man, we just try to squeeze in as much time as we can on the weekends, even during the week. You know, we always have dinner together. Um, we always, you know, in the mornings hang out, you know, help get the younger ones dressed. Um, I have a 10 year old, a five year old and a two year old. So one's in fifth grade, one just started kindergarten this year. So crazy year for one, one to start school, but she's right. doing good. Um, and the, the two year old, she's just, she's wild and crazy, man. Unfortunately, she's like my, my clone and female form. And she's just, however wild I was when I was young, I'm getting paid back now. So, um, they, that that's also a huge motivating factor, man, is I want to set that example of, you know, not just what a man should be, but what a parent should be or what a, a human being should be in general um, with, you know, having the motivation, having the drive, um, having that hard work ethic and, you know, still making time for family, you know, um, still being a good person, at least trying to be better every day. Um, it's this just the examples we try to set for them, you know, and, um, whether they know it now or not, you know, one day they'll be grateful for seeing, you know, how hard, how hard we do work. And, you know, no, we tell them all the time, like, you know, it's, it's for you guys, you know, we, we do this for y'all to make sure y'all, y'all have a good life that y'all are taken care of. And um, that, that's it, man. That's, that's our motivating factor. Um, yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's honestly, that's what I struggle with just with like, you know, my parents and close friends. I, I definitely had to, sacrifice time with them when I was starting my business for the first, you know, couple of years, especially. Um, and it's something I struggle with personally, because I, I want to be there on more family occasions and whatnot. Um, obviously, having kids and a wife is definitely a much greater magnitude. But um, I definitely feel you on that front, for sure. It's, it's something that I think as you go, you know, deeper into your career with this, you'll definitely figure out better ways to handle situations and whatnot. So, um, it's also, I think it's really cool that, that your wife too is, is very understanding of it. That's, that's a big part of it. You know, if, if you're going to have a, uh, a marriage or, you know, wife, husband, whatever, um, the partner definitely has to be understanding and that that's, that's right or fine for sure. Especially nowadays. Yeah, man. Um, yeah, you, you gotta be able to be on the same page because, um, I couldn't imagine trying to do it and her not be fine with it or not be understanding. Um, yeah it'd be, it'd be impossible. I feel like, you know, um, so yeah, I'm fortunate. Um, I'm grateful. Um, but yeah, man, we just, we, we try to squeeze in as much of that time as we can, you know, um, the dinners at night, we try to have a movie night every, you know, we'll have a pizza night every week. So that's one like tradition that we try to do, you know, we'll go right. get some local, local pizza and, uh, yeah, man, we'll just, we'll eat pizza. Sometimes we'll watch a movie with it. Sometimes, you know, we'll sit in the kitchen. Um, so just little things like that. I feel like, um, you, you just gotta, you gotta make time for, for certain things, you know? Right. Uh, and yeah. whether that means, you know, spend a little more time with them during the day and squeezing in that extra work once they're laid down, um, then, then that's what, that's what you gotta do. You know, you, you gotta make that time, you know? Right. That's good, man. I, uh, I think there's a lot of things that we talk about on our, on our show, which is, you know, setting up your life for success. Um, and that means that like every facet of it is like part of your success story. Right. And so like, it's almost like how many like ankle weights do you have? And, you know, and so you want a fewer of them, you know, I will always, always said, you know, people that are close to you, friends, family, sometimes they can become your weakness. And that 
at that point, you know that there's a problem. Um, you know, friends, family should be your strength. And there's a vast difference between people in your life being a strength versus a weakness. And that line gets blurred really easily because you can be close to both types of people. But sometimes like there's people who drain your energy and other people who give you energy, like they add to your why, not like to your why not. And I think that line gets crossed really easily. And that's one topic that Sean and I talk about a lot. So hearing a lot of good things there. And the other part, of course, as you mentioned, having, you know, de-risking things by working hard. Uh, that's always been my, like people ask like, what's your plan B? And I said, just work harder. Like <laughs> that's the best plan B, like just work harder because you're taking something that has a lot of risk, like entrepreneurship, what do you do? Like you have to m turn every odd that's out there, every statistic and turn it in your favor. And that's what really comes down to, you know, I, 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 back in the day, like I've started several things myself and, you know, people keep telling me pretty like nine out of 10 businesses fail. And my first thing was like, then I'll start 10 businesses. That's what I'll do. Cause then at least one of them will succeed. And that's like, how can you turn your odds to you and hard work um, is one aspect of it. Number two is having um, friends and support that are there together with you, I think is another aspect of it. Um, and then the, the, another thing I wanted to talk to you about is like, as far as like this brand, so like you have an apparel company, you have a strong why, why you want to do it. What are your plans with it, man? Like, do you want to scale it? Do you want it to be, you kind of mentioned how you want to have a big community around it. Do you want it to be like a nationwide global brand? And like for people listening that are looking, a lot of people listen to this and they, what they when they listen, they want to get they listen for hope, man. Like they want to listen and they want to feel like, man, I feel like I have hope, you know, in my day. The other day I got a DM, someone watched one of our clips and say, man, I was having a really bad day. And I listened to you guys in the car and I felt I turned around my car and I went back, uh, you know, to, to my workplace to continue working because I felt like it gave me some hope. So people are looking for a way um, out. And, you know, by hearing your story about, you know, you've had a a difficult past, like you mentioned, like a medical problem, and you're now starting a business. Someone out there is listening to this and saying, "Man, I want to kind of be like Gage." So they they they're now in the mindset they want to start their own company. How do you grow this further? Like, what are your plans for growing this further? Like, how do you when you start an apparel company? Like, what do you do? How do you get? It? Is your goal to get it out there to every single person to wear your apparel? And like, what are your plans for that? Like, how do you expand it and make this bigger? Yeah, man. I mean, that's. Uh... I mean, that, that's, that's the goal is, you know, I'd love it to be global at some point. And uh, I just, I feel like truly it's something that everyone can resonate with. Um, now, is everybody going to like it or what's on the shirts? Probably not. You can't please everyone. But I feel like it's something a lot of people can get behind. Um, it's a mindset that I want to see a lot of people go after, man. You know, um, there, there's enough out here for everybody to eat. So like this, the way society's been and people are now, everybody's, it's, it's greed filled. I feel like, you know, everybody's greedy. They're like, okay, if I get something, it's mine. Um, but they don't want to help somebody else get to that next step. They don't want to, you know, help feed the others or whatever it may be. Um, and that's just kind of a mindset. I, I, I'd love to see change, man. It's truly like community helping community, people helping people. Um, because if anybody ever says they've done something alone, man, to me, I mean, that, that that's a liar. I, I don't, I don't feel like anybody's ever to be able to be, achieve great things alone. Um, if you watch that Michael Jordan documentary, that's a great example. Um, he had a great support system, you know. Right. He even says he wouldn't have been as great of a ball player as he was if his brother didn't push him and beat him so much in basketball when they were younger, you know. Right. So, I mean, there's always 
his teammates. You know, he had some of the greatest teammates as well in you know NBA history. You know, Scotty Pimpin, you know yeah. Dennis Rodman, you know Steve Kerr, other all these guys. You know, he had a great team around him too. He had a great coach. So to me, that's just a prime example that you know you you need that that team around you as well. Like you were saying, you know, your why some add to your whys and some some add to your why nots. Um, I truly believe that as well, man. I mean, you got to have a support system. You got to have others. You got to have somebody, you know, reaching their hand out to you sometimes. And but then on the other hand, you got to be willing to 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 take their hand. You got to be, you know, sometimes you got to put your pride to the side and you know take the help or whatever it may be. Um, but yeah, man. I back to to your point. I'd, I'd love to see it global. Um, I just truly want to, like I said in the beginning, stay true to myself. Um, stay true to the meaning of the brand and just grow it as much organically as I possibly can because I feel like uh, long term that's going to be the the best way for it to to stay you know um, age what what are some things that you're doing to to kind of get the word out there about your brand um, as far as like social media or anything like that what are what are some things that you have in mind that that you plan on doing or you're doing currently yeah, um, I'm trying to, I got a, actually my, my best friend's brother, who was like, like a brother to me as well. He, uh, he's going to start helping me write some blogs. So he's gone through a lot of hardships in his life. Um, his brother was actually my best friend who, um, we lost a suicide. So, and when I say my best friend, like, you know, blood kind of brought us any closer. He, he was like a brother to me, truly. Um, so when that happened, man, um, I've lost a lot of family members and, uh, that one really kind of struck hard because it wasn't a grandma or a grandpa, but it was somebody that even without blood, you know, we bonded like, like we were like, you right. know, we were, we were best friends, man. You know, we were close. So, um, I want to start a blog to kind of help, help people with whether they're dealing with, you know, mental illness or whether they're dealing with, you know, tough times financially, just kind of different blogs that'll help. And on these different topics or on these different, um, things to raise awareness and be like, hey, you know, you're not the only one. Don't ever feel like you are, no matter what situation you feel like you're stuck in. Um, so that's something I, I'd love to be able to get out. And if people resonate with whatever the blog post may be, let them be able to reach out, you know, or anybody listening to this even. Um, I'm always open for a DM or anything, man, if anybody ever needs something to get something off their chest or talk. Um, and I don't know, man, I'd love to eventually collab with other companies in the future to kind of network together um it's just right now that would be my two main focuses on how i want to grow outside of you know still pushing it organically and just trying to build that instagram trying to get my content better so it's able to reach more people you know right um, so i mean that's it's just tough social media is tough um instagram is tough facebook's tough i mean it's it's not easy and once again the apparel market is super saturated so, yeah yeah, I think the blog blogging is a great idea, especially for um, you know your brand message and and what you get, what you stand for. I think a lot of people could, you know, it's going to be a good medium to use because you can deliver a long um, good message through a blog, and a lot of people can read it and actually feel feelings in there. You know what I mean? So I think that's a really good idea. Um, Prady's really good at blogging. He's had quite a few uh, um, hits on his blog, so he knows a lot about that. What do you think about that, Prady? Is blogging the way to go, or what? Yeah, I think blogging is, is, is great. Um, and I think there's two things, writing good content and the other is distribution. Um, I think it really like we see great ideas, man, all the time, like your shirt and, and like and, and, and all the apparel you have. 
And I think it's, and you know, sometimes people have like, um, like smaller goals about like, Hey, I just want to be big in like this part of the city, or I want to be big in like, I'm in Boston or in like Cleveland, Ohio, wherever you are, like a, like a smaller place. And I think that's a shame because if you have a great idea where you feel like it would really change people, like in a, in a positive way, it should be your number one priority to get it out to as many people as possible. Like if you truly believe in your product, it means that if you believe that the world is better off with your business, and that's how I think people should feel about their own products, then why not give it to everyone? You know what I'm saying? So like, if we have a vaccine for COVID, why keep it to like one town? We want to give it to everyone so that everyone can, you know, get through this and get over, you know? And so I think like scaling is not really, it's, it's something I think that's every uh, entrepreneur's duty to do with like their business. So, and, and so that's why, and we have great ideas. So you might have a great blog and I, and writing is something that um, I think you can connect to people on a, on a whole different level. So there's like different consumers will interact with you based on what you put out there. So if you have like an Instagram post, like people who connect with you on Instagram are going to be totally different people that who connect with you on your blog. So for example, like I have older blogs, I haven't written in a little bit, but when I used to write, so the people that read the blog and go on the website, they on average are on the website much, much longer than someone who comes from Instagram because the person who reads the blog, my blogs are long. Like I have blogs that I've written that are, that will take you 15 minutes just to read. Um, so the person who goes through the whole thing, sees it in my signature clicks, is a person who likes reading. So that person is now more primed to spend more time on my website. So it's all about like what kind of consumers you want to attract to your brand. Is your brand like something where people have to engage and like learn more about what it is? Then I think um, where it's like a new category or something new, I think like blogging is fantastic. But I think blogging is all on a good thing. And people sometimes ask is like, what should we do? Should I do Instagram? Should I do YouTube? Should I do podcasting? The, the thing you should do is like what you're good at, you know? And so... There's a lot of old things that are old. Blogging has been around for a long time now, but I see blogs all the time. Great writers come in and they totally, you know, they, they dominate because it's just still good content. Good content still wins. So you have to find out like, where can you make the best content that stands out? I love podcasting. This is one of my highlights of my week to come on the podcast with Sean. I look forward for the whole week because I love doing this. And that's why we create great content. Um, so it's really about what you enjoy doing. So if blogging is your thing, then I, I definitely... Um, you know, recommend it. And I, and I hope to see your, you know, your brand like really explode because it seems like you have a message that you want to share with people. So like always thinking about how you can get it to as many people as possible is the other thing. So like when you have a blog, how can we distribute it as widely as possible? That should be, so there's always be two. I always think about two questions. What is the content I'm going to create? And what's my plan for distributing it? Because if you just have the great content, but you don't have a distribution plan, then you're kind of, you know, you're only sharing that blog with like 10 people. That sucks because I want people to read. I want everyone to read my blog. I want 10,000 people to read. I want everyone in the world to read my blog because I think it's awesome. So I think there is always this two things um, that we, you know, Sean and I speak about, you know, outside the podcast as well as like always about distribution. So I think that's, that's key. That's so why um, when, when Sean brought you up, I thought it was really cool because I knew about your brand before you and I even spoke. And I think that's a phenomenal thing um, because that means that the brand's getting out there. So hopefully we can see more um, from your brand, man. Um, and that, that brings me to one of the things I want to ask you, where can people like find, um, like what kind of products do you already have? Like what kind of apparel do you already have? And where can people find it if they're interested in just like making a purchase, man? Um, the website is www.burntheships.co. Okay. Mm -hmm. So no, not.com. Um, at burn the ships underscore apparel. 
and it's on Facebook as well as just burn the ships. But yeah, man, right now we still have a, a few shirts on the site. Um, we have a shirt that says I'm my brother's keeper. Um, and from that shirt, we're actually taking and donating proceeds from it to Hope for the Day, which is an organization that helps with people that battle suicide or right. battle mental health issues. So great organization that proceeds from that shirt is going to. Um, I still have a few of the shirts on the site that I'm wearing. The fear is where dreams go to die. Um, like Sean said, he grabbed one. It's been a yeah. popular one. Um, it's done really well. Um, but yeah, man, I, I I think there's still some hoodies on the site and still some logo tees with our burning ship logo, which I'll, I'll always do, man, just because I enjoy it. And that to me, that just that image and, you know, it just embodies what the brand is. Um, right. But we have a, a, a new drop that's going to be rolling out very soon. Um, you'll see sweatshirts like crew necks. Um, Hoodies, we'll still do hoodies throughout the, you know, cooler weather. Um, tees, we'll have, we'll start having some, some longer, longer sleeve tees and hats, man. And right now I'm trying to work on a good distributor for, you know, um, embroidered and patched hats. So I, I, I love hats. I just haven't been able to find somebody that uh, I guess I can trust or, you know, it's, it's hard to me when I, you're dealing with people, you know, online and, you know, it's so you, you're sure. trying and to send them out this money for because most people have an MOQ that's you know at least a minimum probably 12 to 15 hats which doesn't sound like a much but when you're buying them you don't know how they're going to look and then you yeah. get you get them and then I, I I'm just um I'm a perfectionist when it comes to that man that's why I've like I said I've done construction for the last six seven years and that's that's kind of where I get it from is if I'm going to do something I'm going to do it right and I don't want to put a product out there that I myself I'm not 110% happy with, you know, I couldn't, it, it would eat at me to have something out there that I'm like, yeah, man, it looks okay, but it, it doesn't look awesome. Like how I pictured. So um, I'm working on that, getting hats out and yeah, man, um, I appreciate you guys. And uh, it was a great talk, man. Um, I actually learned to learn a good bit talking with you as well. Yeah, man. I, I appreciate you joining us for sure. I, like I said, just from, knowing you um you know over the last year or so you purchasing through our site um just to get to know you a little bit and, and your story your background I, I just think the brand's cool in general um and yeah i definitely look forward to seeing it grow like i said prady's already seen it i've seen it out there before like um he even knew that it was yours so i think it's it'll do well man i think if you stick with it um you'll definitely be able to grow it and i'll be picking up a hat for sure because i'm a hat guy as well Oh yeah, man. Awesome. I appreciate it. Thank you. And this is awesome to hear that you've heard it, you've heard of and already know about it before Sean mentioned it to you, Brady. That's awesome. Yeah. 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 It's always a good sign. I remember uh, I started in business. Uh, I used to sell like supplements uh, all around my college. And when I used to meet people at like parties and stuff and they would ask me like, uh, what's mine? Oh, hey, what's, what's your name? And I'll be like, Oh, I'm so sorry, man. And like, why are you sorry? I was like, well, the fact that you haven't heard from me, cause it means I'm doing a shitty job. Like I'm a marketer. So you have to have heard from me in our industry is so small. So like people haven't heard about you or your brand. That's not good. It means that, you know, you're failing as a marketer. So I think that's, that's a good, good sign that people have already heard about your company. Um, you know, we have never spoken. And I think that's a, that's a positive sign. Um, and the fact that I think, um, we haven't really talked much about like fitness or anything. That's also a good sign. Um, although I love, I love training and working out, but I think, you know, a lot of people in our space, they're, they're very, they're like formulators or they're engineers. And so they like the process of like, of like creating formulas, but they're not CEOs. They're not entrepreneurs. Right. So like I always tell them that like, 
at Apple's boards, I'm sure they're not talking about like the, their executive board. They're not talking about like RAM speed and CPOs. They don't give a shit about that. They're talking about business. They're talking about how to get the consumer experience. Their scientists are somewhere in the back. Like they haven't probably, they're like in China somewhere. Yeah. <laughs> they, they're not part. And so in the supplement space and the fitness space, we see formulators also start businesses, but they're more interested in like getting their hands dirty and making formulas than actually running a business. And I'm glad that this conversation seems like, you know, you're talking a lot about consumer experience um, and also about like brand messaging. And I think that's what like brands in our space need more of. Um, not that I have anything against like formulations or being a, the science part of their R&D, I think is very important, but sometimes that takes so much um, precedence that there's no emphasis on like customer experience or like running a real company. Um, so I think that's, those are all positive things, man. I, I'm excited to hear more about it. I'm excited to pick up some apparel myself and hopefully people listening in, um, you know, see, um, see and hear more about your brand and they can uh, pick up some, some, uh, some clothes and uh, and as this keeps growing, man, uh, we'll love to have you back on sometime. Oh yeah, man, awesome. Yeah, I'd love to come back. Uh, I enjoyed it. Like I said, I've, I've learned being here just with this discussion with you too. Um, yeah, man. Um, awesome, I might have to pick your brain about blogging as well. Right? <laughs> <laughs> awesome, man, awesome, man. Always welcome to, to hit me up, man. All right, so that was our episode. It wraps up another truth bomb. I uh, hope you guys enjoyed it. If you guys like the show, um, definitely do leave us a review uh, on iTunes um, as the show is growing. We always love hearing feedback from people, whether it's good or if it's bad. Um, we like to hear it so that way Sean and I can improve. Um, so thanks again for being on and uh, we will be back uh, next week. Thanks, thanks Gage. Man. Appreciate it, man. Thanks, thanks Gage. Appreciate it, guys. Man.